I wanted to take a moment just to introduce Robert Sidoti, uh, creator and inventor of Broga Yoga and one of my teachers. And I hope you enjoy listening to Where I'm At. How are you doing? You enjoying the summer so far? Yeah, yeah. The summer, you know, I'm like a, a warm weather yeah. California guy, you know. So like when the warm weather starts to kick in here in New England, I just like, mm-hmm. there's just a happiness in my heart <laughs> that's just like, yay. It's been pretty nice after we had a pretty rainy spring, but it's been, it's uh-huh. the last few weeks have been great. So yeah. 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 Uh, it's great. Yeah. And you're you're in Boston, all around Boston, right? Yes. Yeah, and I yeah. I recently actually just moved, so now I'm even closer to the city, which is great. Um and yeah, it's it's been going wonderful. So, things right have on. been really well. I actually I think I told you guys I I you know, I quit my job like Yep. The day before I flew to Mexico. That's right. That's huge. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And then, um, you know, I knew I was going to be, I knew I was going to be moving. It was just a matter of time. And then as soon as I got back from Mexico, I ended up finding where I wanted to move to. And, and so yep. now it's just been, it's been a process of packing and then unpacking. And it's been great though. It's been really cool. It's been a pretty Perfect. solid year for me. Yeah. That's yeah. That's great. I'm happy for I you. I know. And- Making that decision and then going down to um, Mexico was probably a pretty good idea, I'd imagine, right? To have the sort of like space in your mind to kind of like, you know, contemplate next moves. And yeah. Up. yeah. 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 And it was, um, I didn't know. I mean, I, so I went to Vermont with you August yeah. of last year. Um, the like, conversations were even happening then. Yeah, they? yeah. Uh-huh. I kind of had a feeling. I had a feeling then, and then right after I went to Vermont with you, I kind of came back home and I planned Mexico. I had no idea that it was going to be, you know, my official last day. The day before I flew to Mexico, it just kind of timing just kind of worked out that way. Um, but it was perfect for me. I mean, one of the things that I, I love about going on retreats with you is that there's just this like really chill mellowness to it where there's no, I don't know, there's no pressure to, I mean, at one, I think when we were in Vermont, I slept through, I was training for Uh Chicago, so I slept through one of the practices. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) You were like, whatever. I had done like an 18 mile run and you you were doing a restorative practice and I was just like out. I was like, I'm going to nap instead. (laughs) That's what they're for, right? Yeah. I just love when people, obviously you were able to, (laughs) just totally just just, just dive into it and, and feel that because that's the kind of, kind of space I'm trying to, uh, to hold or create or mm-hmm. provide, you know, just, or just encourage people to take that time out for themselves. And if they, if they're, if they want to jump into the both sessions and they want to get involved with every last conversation mm-hmm. that happens on the retreat, awesome. Mm-hmm. But if you want to nap, take a freaking nap. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know, we just we need that rest. Oh, totally. I ended up being a lot more, um, you know, not reserved, but I, I was a lot more kind of regimented about taking personal time in Mexico than I definitely was in Vermont, but I, I just needed it. I was like, I need to go and like brainstorm and spend time in my room and just figure out like, why did I just quit my job? And why am I so insistent upon moving homes? Like, what is it that is like making me do this? But it just, it felt, it, it didn't feel like a choice at one point, you know? So All right. So before we like dive into it, I always try to um, talk about, you know, why it is I'm doing this podcast and and specifically why I wanted to talk to you. So I decided um, to start this podcast because I wanted to really kind of, for lack of better terms, like humanize some yoga yoga teachers yoga instructors and and specifically i wanted to start with with my teachers you know people who have have really made a difference and an impact in my life and you are absolutely one of those people i i met you as i do this every time this is my third time doing this and on the drive and i think about this i met you probably about three or four years ago through one of our very mutual and beautiful friends elizabeth kelly 
um, who, uh-huh. Creon, yep. who we, we both yep. love and adore. Uh, and <laughs> she she had wanted me to take one of your classes for years. And she, she mm-hmm. you have to take his class, you have to take his class. And so finally one day when I was like in the middle of a really large transition in my life, um, you know, she kind of came over one day and she was like, you're, com- you're coming with me. You're, and we drove together. I think I want to say... What was the what's the name of that studio you were teaching at? It was north, north of the city. Borealis. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, in Medford. Yeah. That in Medford, exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah. So we took the class. I loved it, and then we sat down with you and Chuck, and we had like just a cup of coffee, and we just like sat down yeah. and chilled and, and chatted. And I remember. I remember yeah. Right. Right. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. And at the time, you know, I kind of was um, not wild about being around straight men to be totally honest like I just Uh kind of wanted to be not around them I wanted my own space and my own time and the fact that you know you're a yoga instructor Mm -hmm. and obviously you know a male yoga instructor um you know in a relationship straight and your class was something I felt really comfortable in. And then I felt even more comfortable being around you after sitting down mm-hmm. and having a conversation with, with you. Um, it just kind of stuck with me. So yeah. it was, it was, oh, it was, good. yeah, it was pretty cool. It was pretty uh, cool. <laughs> love to hear that. You know, yeah. Because at the time I had no idea. No, no. And you know I don't think I, mean? I told you until after Vermont. Right. Yeah. No, yeah. it was a while. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, so then I think it was like a year, a year and a half later, I think I ended up in Vermont with you. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, just that journey of of being in an environment with you, being in a classroom with you, feeling really safe, and your classes are just, they're really, really good. The way that you mm-hmm. teach, the way that you instruct, um, what mm-hmm. you talk about, they've always really had... Um, a pretty strong effect on me, you know? So, so that's uh, one you. of the, yeah, of course, of course. Um, so tell us a little bit about how you got into yoga. Um, well, I, I would definitely just like to cap that off with just being super grateful, you know, and saying thank you for sharing that with me because, you know, like I go into, I go teach at Borealis and you guys come and I, you know, we have the coffee and I know nothing of the backstory. You know, Mm -hmm. you just never know what people are coming into um, your space. Mm -hmm. What, you know, whatever you're, you just never know what's going on in people's minds Mm with people's, you know, their stories, what's been going on. So it's important to, um, to always be aware of that. Yeah. You know, just to be always acknowledge and understand that everyone's going through something of some sort. And it's not like it has to be this dramatic thing all the time, but right. just like to be aware. And so I wasn't aware, <laughs> but I was aware. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because I'm just like, I care in yeah. that way. And it's like, I wasn't aware, like, Ooh, I wonder what's going on with her. <laughs> but it was just more like uh, an, an overall, like, that's just kind of how I want to live my life in general. It's just to understand and meet new people and know mm-hmm. that like there's there's um, there's more than meets the eye. Yeah. And so I'm I'm glad that like whatever I was able, whatever space in the conversation I was able to bring energy, whatever you felt safe. That feels amazing to me to be able to like someone feels safe in your presence. I you know? did. I did. I've, and that was for me at the time. It was really important. And I I think Elizabeth knew that very specifically and then on the ride home I was kind of we were talking a little bit more about it and just life in general and I was like wow like I really I I'm total I was totally fine being around Robert and she was like I knew you I knew you would be (laughs) of course cool thank you yeah she's such a yeah great person Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't see her enough she's wonderful um so how I got into yoga we'll Mm -hmm. go back to that I uh, was living in New York City in the, I moved to New York City in like, say, the uh, 94. Mm-hmm. And prior to that, you know, I'm from California and I've just played sports and I've been an active, an enthusiastic, you know, sportsman, mover, athlete my whole life. And so um, at, I was at Crunch Fitness working out and um, I would always walk downstairs and see this sort of like dimly, writ, dimly lit room. Mm-hmm. with a bunch of, um, you know, at the time, definitely more women than men, probably all women. 
and you know, I'd walk by, of course, he was kind of on the way to the bathroom, but you know, a room full of women, I'm a straight guy. I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'll walk by there again, you know, <laughs> going on in there. So like, besides like just that surface, like interest, mm-hmm. I was definitely like curious, like, oh, that looks like a, like they're moving their bodies in these ways that I never, I've never really like paid much attention to. And so I kind of took a, um, a shot at it one day and it was amazing and I loved it. It was really difficult and I struggled big time mm. you know it was using muscles that it was like a power yoga class that I had no no right being in because I'd never even taken a class you know so a, a lunge my leg felt like it was going to fall off and it was burning so much you know it's, it's actually helpful to go back to those if you can recount what it felt like yeah. we'll probably get to this down the road because I want to talk about this when um uh maybe a little bit later if it comes up but yeah. to remember what it was like when yeah. you first started so took classes at crunch and um it was really sporadic you know my focus there was like lifting weights i like to lift weights and um and my main main focus at that time was basketball i was probably an obsessive basketball player so anything basketball first gym and weights second and then if a yoga class came about great i'll take a yoga class mm-hmm. and at the time i was with um sherry my girlfriend at the time we ended up getting married but um and she became kind of interested as well so we'd go to classes together we were both members at at crunch Mm -hmm. so in the beginning it was really just about like this is a great way to exercise and sweat i don't think i was really able to at the time grasp the benefits the deeper sort of long-term off the mat benefits it was more like yes i'm getting a sweat and this is really difficult and i love it right you know right and so it just kind of naturally progressed from there, um, taking more and more classes. Mm-hmm. Um, I started going to this, this studio in, um, in New York City called Laughing Lotus. Yeah, I know that um, place. Yeah. Yeah, Laughing Lotus. Um, specifically, the main teacher um, I would go to was Bryn Christman. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was kind of like power vinyasa with the music, and her music was great, and her energy was great. And I really liked I just, I definitely fell for yoga mm-hmm. going to her classes. I loved it. Loved everything about it. Um, I definitely started to feel more. I, I think I was able to get beyond the burn mm-hmm. and the strenuous acti- physical activity mm-hmm. and actually find some moments of relaxation and stillness and sit with my mind and my thoughts. And so um, I think I was able to kind of like begin to grasp the whole or some of the the deeper or like the yeah. bigger picture of yoga. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. It, I hear you. I mean, the first time I, I think it's so interesting. Most people who I have talked to that really do fall like head over heels for yoga. They remember their first class, like very vividly. Mm-hmm. And I, oh, do, yeah. I remember mine really vividly. I remember my very first class. And my mind oh. was going bananas. <laughs> like, I bet. I bet. <laughs> right. It wasn't until yeah. it wasn't until probably, you know, a good six months into doing it on a regular basis that I was like, all right, I think I can handle this. I think I can handle it was Baptiste, so it was, you know, uh-huh. super hot oh. and Well then you had the heat element. Yeah. yeah and no music, which uh-huh. I think is uh-huh. is sometimes harder. You're like, you... where's the distraction? Yeah. Where's the like the inspiration, the uplift? I need to, yeah, you know, yeah. You're only with your mind, exactly. That's it. So that's hard. I, I think it's so interesting to hear you talk about. You know, you just it becomes this very um, intriguing thing that you do. That you, like the first mm-hmm. time you do it, you're just kind of like, wow, it sticks with you. It has that same yeah. power that you just want to do it again and try it again, figure it out, right? And you don't really even know what's going on. No, you feel something. You feel something. There's something like churning. There's something going on, and you're just like, all right, I'll, I'll go back to that. I, right. You know, you don't even need to put words to it. You know? Yeah. I yeah. will say that probably the I didn't definitely didn't deserve to be in this class, but it was probably one of the more memorable, um, humbling yoga moments for me. Um, I went to an Ashtanga. It was at Equinox. Now I'm a member at Equinox. You know, mm-hmm. like moving up in the world. <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, uh, I go to an Ashtanga two level two three class, mm-hmm. and I don't think I've ever taken an Ashtanga one class. So <laughs> you can imagine. So <laughs> where they're like... jumping through, they're floating everywhere. <laughs> everywhere is just a float and a glide and a 
I land softly and I am stumbling. And oh, the funny thing is, is this is how little I knew, number one, about it, this, you know, how difficult this in Ashtanga class can be, let alone yoga, mm-hmm. is I was like, okay, I'm going to get a good pump on first. I'm going to do like chest and back. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I'm like bench press and I'm doing all these things to like make sure I get my workout in. Yeah. You know, this yoga class is probably just going to be this, you know, cute little stretch thing. <laughs> <laughs> so like I kind of like thanked her for it like down the road once I got over myself a little bit but the woman actually about mm, halfway through she kind of came over she put her hand on my shoulder and in a very nice sweet way she said sweetie I just don't think this is the right class for you <laughs> and like there, she could have let me hang out and just offered me some modification yeah instead she was basically saying that but kind of saying like it's time for you to go now. <laughs> like, all right. I kind of rolled up my bat. Like, Did you leave? You out. left. I left. I was like, okay, I guess you're telling me I got to go. So, but it was, it was cool. Like I'm, you know, however many years, this is mid nineties, mid to late nineties. And I'm still able to laugh about it yeah. and, and learn from it. And, and you, you went know, back and you, went back, and I right? went back and I went back and I went back and, uh, the, you know, without going the whole, path you know I, I i definitely transitioned i moved back out to los angeles we moved to los angeles and we started going to this um shivananda little shivananda um, ashram mm-hmm. in venice california it was basically like a two-story house and uh, the first moment i walked in the door there you know shoes off for sure like usual mm-hmm. and then i looked to the left and it i I smelled something first. I was like, oh my God, what is that? And like curry and all those like Indian spices. And I looked to the left and there was this like really peaceful, sweet bearded man with all white and uh, probably a Sikh, I think maybe with like the white head wrap yeah. and everything. And he's got this big wooden spoon stirring this big soup, this pot of soup. And it looked like he was just like the happiest man I've ever seen. And I was like, I'm in the right place. This is great. <laughs> And so then in the Shivananda practice, you know, as it has its strenuous moments, but it also has a lot of relaxation and, you know, Shavasana and moments and breathing exercises that just felt so right for me. Wow. And yeah. uh, I went there a lot. And mm. I think that I started to develop the real combination of the, call it the effort and ease, call it the like, you know, the strong asana mixed with plenty of meditation and mm-hmm. breath work and, um, and just finding more of that peaceful, the peaceful side of yoga. And so I think from that point on, all vacations at that point turned into yoga vacations. Yeah. And, uh, you know, all the pictures on the beach doing warrior poses and <laughs> yeah, just became all encompassing, which was great. You know, I love it. I do. That was one of the things that, um, and it is one of the things that I do like about the practice and, and the classes that you offer is that you you do offer a lot of moves that start to build heat in the body that are a lot of breath techniques with kind of smaller movements. You know, we did, we Uh did uh, quite a few of those in, in Mexico and I thought it was really cool and interesting, um, how you incorporated those, you know, Mm -hmm. um, there was one where, you know, it's kind of like a a big breath in and then like a sharp exhale out that we did. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and those, I feel like really build heat quickly without a ton of, you know, sunnies or, or strong movements to build the heat, right? It's just simply the breath and a sharper movement. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. And that just takes time on my part anyway, you know, to, um, try things at home, my mm-hmm. own self-practice, you know, because I don't have a lot of um, certifications under my belt, you know, it's just through a lot of practice and, um, you know, paying attention to classes I go to and mm-hmm. teachers I, I like to follow. Um, so, yeah, I think, and, and always my, my thing is, you know, you, you, you got to kind of build the heat. I don't know what, mm-hmm. for whatever postures you choose, build the heat at a good pace, meaning like, a healthy pace that people can follow. I think a lot of classes are pretty fast and uh, people are playing catch up the whole time. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, you're at, you're asking them to breathe in a certain way and people end up just sort of like fatiguing just through trying to keep up with the breath alone. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think it's like my, my focus is like a slower pace, but it's not easy. Right. A slower pace, 
get the heat, get the sweat, get the like build the strength because strength is so important. Muscular effort is so important. Yeah. And, um, but just as much as doing that, find plenty of moments to check in, to pause, Uh to sort of recalibrate where you are, find the breath again. So it's a, for me, it's all in like every other yoga teacher. I'm not special in any way. It's just more like always looking to find the balance in the class, you know, not overdo it and move too fast and just, you know, make people more tense and more stressed right. than when they came in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's interesting. I was talking to a friend the other day, and we were talking about how um, there's so much out there on mindfulness, it seems like, more and more, and meditation and meditation. And, mm-hmm. you know, tra- in traditional yoga, the the reason why yoga and the movements were created was so that you could sit for longer and you could meditate for longer, right? So you build, yeah, yeah. you kind of build the, the heat, you build the movement in your body, you kind of work some things out physically, and then you can sit longer. Um, yeah. And that's definitely one of the things that I find I can do after taking your classes or even specifically when you know, we were in Mexico. I was, I was not mm-hmm. having as hard of a time sitting and meditating because some of your classes were really hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, we definitely, you know, we definitely did some more holding of poses that were uncomfortable. Yeah. You kind of get right to that edge, and it gets super uncomfortable. Totally. Um, so I think it's pretty cool. So how did it you is. end up? How did you end up in the vineyard? So when I was living in New York. I, um, you know, was with Sherry at the time who, um, you know, we're divorced now, but we've still have the, you know, the most loving relationship, you know, and we're the parents to a gorgeous 17 year old Mm -hmm. boy. So, um, you know, when I refer to my ex-wife, I refer to her as this hugely positive, amazing Mm -hmm. person in my life, just not just a different relationship now. But, um, Mm -hmm. so we live together. And uh, in New York, summertime comes around. I don't know if you've ever lived in New York, but it's probably similar to Boston in a lot of ways. It just sucks. It's like too hot. It's too hot and it smells. And, you know, in 90s, mid early to mid-90s, there weren't as many green initiatives going on. You know, now in New York, you've got so many different ways to um, find more sort of like uh, healthy environments to be in. You know, whether it's on the, Hudson River along the river there Mm -hmm. or even Central Park is even incredible it always has been but so there weren't that many options at the time that at least that I knew about and um, we had the opportunity to come up to the vineyard I'm on the vineyard right now Mm -hmm. um, and spend the month of May through September wow and I was 25 at the time like her uh, sister lived here so she was like why don't you guys come up for the summer and just Mm -hmm. work random jobs and you know have fun and I wasn't really doing much in the city except I think I was um well I could I could take the time let's say yeah (laughs) and so I did that in 95 and 97 fell in love with this place yeah just in you know a special beautiful place to live and spend time and uh cut to that's 95 97 and now you know we moved back to Los Angeles and around 2002 well into 2002 of April we had a um we had Miles, our boy, and I lived there for about five months and just kind of like itching for somewhere else, you know, didn't want to live kind of in the city, thought about moving to my hometown in uh, Ojai, California, which Uh is where I was raised, Mm -hmm. and actually had a house set up, had jobs set up, the whole thing, and about, I think it was literally like two days before we were, you know, going to load up the U-Haul and move. We, um, I, we were walking on our little morning walk with the boy, and uh, I was just like, kind of like, oh, hi. I was like, I don't think I can do it. I don't think I'm ready to go go home, you know? Mm-hmm. I still hadn't really detached enough from it, I think. Um, and not that I needed to detach from negative. It just wasn't, yeah. it didn't feel right you want in to my explore. heart. I was just like, you know what? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I just needed. And so we were like, all right, well, well let's talk it through. And Martha's Vineyard came up. Um, and, uh, two days <laughs> just, you know, totally redirected. I got the trailer, filled it up you know, I drove, I got my dad to drive with me. And uh, I think my little brother at the time, and we drove across country and been wow. here 17 years now. Wow. Wait, so, and your brother, I don't know if it's older or younger, but your brother is now on the vineyard with you, right? Yeah. My, so 
I have two brothers, right? And one one is significantly younger. He's about seventeen years younger. But my um, so he drove out. Vincent he drove out with us. But then my my younger brother of just a couple of years, mm-hmm. Nick, mm-hmm. he now lives here. Right. He moved out here, and uh, he you know went through a divorce and was looking for a change of pace, and uh, and it's been great for him. He came out here, and you know, long story short, he's now a, poli- a, a full police officer yeah. here, and. So I got the police on my side. You know, <laughs> That's a good thing. To help though. me get out of all my uh, my shifty and shady endeavors. <laughs> so uh, it's great. I love it. You know, yeah. It's where I've met um, Larissa, my yep. current my current beauty, mm-hmm. and um, and life is just really special here. It's it can be difficult. Mm-hmm. In the winter months, a lot of things close down. You yeah. know, it, it becomes pretty quiet, but if you're willing and able to embrace that quiet mm-hmm. and have that space, it just feels natural, actually. You know, it feels like like bears go off and hibernate for months. It's right. hibernation mode. Right. It's like more time to rest and more time to, like, have home-cooked meals and conversations with people. And summers here get pretty busy and Right. I was full. just going to say that. So you probably need it. It's almost kind of like, especially if you're, you know, teaching through the summer, you probably give a ton, right? So you give a ton quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. But with my schedule, what I do is, you know, I work privately with a lot of people. It's mostly what I do here. And, uh, I only work till about noon mm. and I spend the rest of the day either going to the gym, doing some yoga, going to the beach. Mm. You know, I, I, I'm not complaining. It's a pretty sweet lifestyle yeah. here. Yeah. You know, awesome. but it didn't land in my lap. I've been hustling for it for a while. You yeah, know? yeah, I know. So, you've, um, you've been working right, totally. Um, so yeah, it's been uh, it's been great. You know, and now I mean, I've, through the seventeen years, I've on and off traveled a lot in the winter. Whether it was when Miles was a little baby, mm-hmm. and we'd go down to Mexico or where California, or now like this past year, Larissa and I went to God. Um, yeah, we went all over the place. We were in Bali and. Costa Rica and Mexico with you and Joshua mm-hmm. Tree and all over California and Florida. So it's an opportunity if you can, if you mm-hmm. can create it for yourself to, to really get away and um, travel. And do you work always during those times or it's all, it's also you take time it, for yourself, right? Take from, take time for myself. Sometimes it's like, like if I'm in Bali, you know, I'm researching places or ideally researching places, trying to get a little work done. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd say half and half, mm-hmm. you know, like if I'm in California, a lot of the times I go there, I'll work with yoga anytime. You right, know? So right. that's a really great scenario for me. So sometimes I tie in these incredible travel adventures yeah. with little pockets of work. Yeah. Yeah. You I know? wanted to actually talk to you about yoga anytime. <laughs> so, yeah. so how yeah, long yeah. have you been, I, you have a couple of, um, a couple of different videos on yoga anytime right now. Is I've it like four lot. or five? Yeah. Yeah. Well, what I've, so yoga anytime, if, you know, whoever's listening is an incredible, um, you know, there are a lot of yoga, online yoga platforms out there. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if I'm just partial, but I love yoga anytime really, I think does an amazing job at communicating the teachings of yoga through the screen, Mm -hmm. really honoring like where people are at, you know, it's not a lot of handstands. Mm-hmm. It's it's um, yoga philosophy. It's restorative. It's corrective. It's everything you'd need. It's got everything. It's really incredible. I'm mm-hmm. really impressed with with how they um, choose their content providers. Right. right. Um, so the reason I was actually hired is is you know I I know the woman um, Kira Kira Sloan. Um, she's like president, I guess of yoga anytime and she's kind of in charge of bringing in the content providers someone like myself Mm -hmm. she was the one woman I did my teacher training with back in 2006 and 7 wow and so I maintained a good relationship with her and when it came time for her to think about people to bring in I was one of them and I've been doing it now for I think about five years wow and I've got countless videos on there now so what what they do is they, it's, it's pretty cool. And, and it's really, it's, it's a space that they're not like, they're not trying to be too controlling. They're like, what are you into right now? What are you into? All right, let's talk it through. And, you know, so I'll write out the content, have some ideas, 
And what's cool about, you know, Kira is that she's always looking to challenge me and make sure that I'm also kind of learning in the creation of the content. Mm-hmm. So I'm like sharing with the people who are watching the videos um, content that's going to kind of help them and challenge them. But at the same time in creating it, it's doing the same for me. So it's like a real win mm-hmm. for both sides. Mm-hmm. And um, the show, they do it as shows which I really like. And so like, if you were watching Netflix, you'd watch, um, you know, whatever show. Right. And if you watch yoga anytime, you're going to pull up my show, which is called keeping it real, keeping it real, right. Keeping it real. Mm-hmm. And it's just so fitting for me because I'm not like <laughs> off on any kind of esoteric sort of random hypothetical, um, vibe. It's yeah. really about like what is happening, what you can feel, what you're experiencing now and how it can be, relevant to the present moment or to your life as it is now as a 50 year old a 30 year old or whatever yeah so keeping it real you know there's some strong videos some exercise style videos and there's some start your day style videos and um in addition to keeping it real i've also done two 30-day challenges yeah i was gonna so ask you about that yeah which are yeah, cool those I like are those. great yeah yeah there's 30 days of 20-minute practices so you you really you can't really say you don't have 20 minutes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. I understand people who are like, I can't go to a 90-minute yoga class. Mm-hmm. I just can't. I don't have the time or I'm not prioritizing or whatever. But like 20 minutes in the morning, carve it out. Yeah. Start your day off. It's gonna see, you're going to feel so much better. The whole day. Or at night. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. whole day. Yeah. The whole day. <laughs> so I love that program. There's two of two 30-day challenges. And then the most recent one that um, – got me to sort of think a little bit more and challenge myself a little bit more was uh, it's 10 45-minute videos, and they're all based on the yamas and niyamas. Yeah. You know? So the the bedrock, the foundations of, of the Ashtanga, you know, eight-limbed yoga ladder, limbs, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> the path. Mm-hmm. So uh, each practice is tapas, santosha, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. So I think that that's a really cool program because it not only gets people to understand the asana, but like, oh, wow, this ahimsa, nonviolence. Okay. Blah, blah. And so it teaches a little bit more beyond like downward dog. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and, uh, and yoga in time again, I just, I love it. I'm so grateful that I have that. I go to, and, and the cool thing is, is that the studio is about 20 minutes from my hometown. Oh, that's so, so cool. You know, it's a great, it's amazing for me in every way. Yeah. Super blessed. And I get to go out probably twice a year to go shoot, you know? Yeah. So. It really fits that, that like perfect, like perfectly aligned for you. Right. That this perfectly. is, yeah. Perfectly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's all through doing good work and keeping good relationships with, um, mm-hmm. you know, and then I, and through that, you know, there's another one called yoga download and I've shot, um, I don't know, maybe 30, 40 videos with them. And they're, uh, they're great. I love working with Yoga Download. They're based out of Denver. Oh, wow. Similar concept. You've got either downloads or you can stream. Oh, that's really cool. I didn't know about that one. That's really awesome. Yeah, huh. yeah Yoga Download's great. They're really great group of people, and, uh, and they've got a great setup of content as well. Hmm. And uh, some of the things I've done were more broga-related and also um, yoga for sports, like sports-specific Yoga for baseball, tennis, golf, oh, that's awesome. uh, yeah. football, and soccer. Yeah, so so yeah, great. man. I mean, it's been so cool to be able to, you know, to do this, and it's just been through steady, steady, consistent showing up for and learning how to how to learning and wanting to to uh, to do this thing called yoga. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you want to talk about? So one of the things, and I think it ties into the yamas and niyamas that. Um, you did for yoga anytime, but you talked a little bit in Mexico about the pillars that you've been kind of considering in your life recently yep. as you kind of go through. And they, I thought they were super cool. Cause I was like, these are, cause I had on the way down, you know, I'm blogging and writing and mm-hmm. just brainstorming. And some of them actually hit exactly where I was going, not all of them, but some of them, I was like, yes, that's why I quit my job. Yes. That's why yeah. I want to move. Like, <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> so oh, talk so a little bit and about I that. Tell, <laughs> yeah. I'd love to, I'd love to. And I can tell when I was, was talking about it down there with, with the group, 
you there was a light definitely you were like engaged yeah. and it seemed like it definitely rung rung a bell and uh hit a spot for you so yeah so what i what i've been sort of loosely specifically calling it and other programs that i've been developing like teacher trainings and whatnot it's like optimal living through mm-hmm. yoga mm-hmm. optimal living so you know, and I'll preface before I go through these, you know, you can call them buckets, principles, virtues, truths, um, pillars. There, At the moment, there are six. And in each, each one, there are different categories. So I'll just kind of cruise through them pretty quickly. But, you know, these are, these are mine. Mm-hmm. Everyone's going to have a different take, mm-hmm. you know. But I think generally, some of these really fall into the general public general human, you know, um, meaning anybody could resonate with your health, which Mm -hmm. is number one, Mm -hmm. like you want to be aware of. So when I, when I think in the, the layout of this, it's really having awareness and understanding and a desire or, um, a willingness to pay attention to these areas of your life. Because if you don't, so much time can go by where you might sit in a job for 30 years and before you know, you don't even, without paying attention and having awareness, you might like, oh my God, I don't even like what I'm doing. Right. I'm just in this like pattern of going to the same job every day and it, it's got security, a financial security. And anyway, we'll get to that one. That's mm-hmm. number two. But so it's really going to be, I'm not saying that these are the right prescription for everybody. But for me, these are meaningful. And the first one really has everything to do with your health. Mm -hmm. So if we're talking about optimal living through yoga, your health is really important. And I break it down into basically like, these are my four, which is physical for sure, exercise, movement, um, mental, exercise, movement, and diet, Mm -hmm. just to kind of like generalize. Your mental health, your spiritual health, and then for me, my financial health. Mm my relationship with money. It's been a real thing for me over the years to become more like understanding of where my, where my shortcomings are or where I, where I kind of, where I struggle with the relationship with money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's, it's been amazing to come out on the other side of it. Still learning a lot about it, but mm-hmm. you know, a lot's changed since then. So that would be number one for me. Mm-hmm. It's just my overall health. Um, I left out emotional health, but you can, you can throw that in there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, it's about awareness. It's about, it's all about awareness for me. So in my day, my physical health is so important to me. <laughs> it's so important, you know, and then my, me- my, my, my mental and how I interact with myself, my thoughts, how I interact with my uh, with everyone I come into contact with, my overall attitude and mindset, because that is massive. Yeah. It can either make or break your day, your life. Totally, totally. Spiritual, right? Your mm-hmm. values, your higher kind of higher power beliefs, your morals and ethics, kind of like yamas and niyamas, you know, mm-hmm. and the financial. So number two for me would be like career and job, career mm-hmm. slash job, the ways in which you make or generate money because everyone has to make or generate money somehow. It's mm-hmm. a transactional society we live in. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't have such a, I've also had this like negative, like I just said, like, Oh, I don't want to have to have money be such a focus. Yeah. Well, it doesn't have to be a negative thing. All it is is this to get this. It requires this right? and this service and that service requires that. So it's a transactional society. I love it. It's um, so, but, but with that, like, what is your job? Are you happy with it? You know, yeah. uh, that's important. Is it your passion or your job? Yeah. Are you combining the two? Which right. I feel like for me at this stage, I can't really call what I do my job, <laughs> but it is. It generates money, but I don't even, it's just such happiness, you know? But you've worked it's, hard to get there, right? And I, I, I think that this is where it's kind of like this this pyramid where, you know, sometimes you have to come to terms with where you potentially will end up financially to do something that you love to do, which you know is also going to generate happiness that probably no amount of money could ever fulfill. 
right? Yeah. So I think oh, yeah. that there's that like triangle that you have to work through in life. I, I uh-huh. you really do. It's you know if you're lucky enough to be able to generate an income that is you know, above and beyond what you ever expected and still do something you love to do that is super fulfilling, well, then you're really, like, you're really lucky. But I think so many people never take the leap of saying, you know what, I'm going to jump off of this cliff and I'm going to try to actually do something that I really love to do that generates happiness and it'll never Mm -hmm. really feel like work, like a job, you know, day in and day out. Some days it'll be difficult, but I'm not going to worry so much about the finances. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to focus on doing what it is that makes me happy and trust that through that, I'm going to get what it is that I need. You know, I think that's the key. Yeah. The way you ended it was perfect. I think if you're doing what you're sort of like your soul or your purpose, or, you know, it just feels like the right thing that fulfills you, brings happiness and, I think you just have to trust, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. there, I, I've been doing this for, you know, 10 plus years daily, hard, yeah. you know, going hard at it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, there were many, many, many years of not making a dime, yeah. but just feeling like, you know what, this is still, this is what I need to be doing. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Totally. Mm-hmm. So there's a trust and, you know, when, when we, t- when I talk a lot about this stuff about like, your ideal life and your optimal life. Now the optimal life for people is going to shift. It's going to look different for each and every individual. And I don't want anyone to ever think that like, I'm trying to project like, well, listen, (laughs) you're living this life over here, but you, you really want to live this optimal life. That looks like traveling to Bali and going here and doing this and having this kind of thing. Listen, I, I, I think like for, for some people out there and, and, going to work every day, punching a time clock and having the reliability of a good job, mm-hmm. rely, like having that steadiness of like getting up at this time, mm-hmm. making this food, going to work, coming home, getting the paycheck at the end of the week and providing. And, you know, maybe life, uh, the optimal life for somebody is like the simple, yeah. reliable life. You yeah. know? So I don't ever want to like make someone feel as if I'm trying to, you know, yeah. They can feel like you're lesser than, well, you're not really living an optimal life. You're just kind of like plugging through, you know? No, no, I would actually say, yeah, I was just going to (laughs) say that, Rob. I was just going to, one of my, I was talking to someone and I was like, kudos to that person. Like if they can seriously find joy in continuing to do that over and over, that is like, I'm I'm jealous. Seriously. I like, I wish that sometimes whatever it is that is within me that continues to make me kind of spin and change and and you know want to make it look different settles you know so the fact that though that person can still continue to do it and be super joyous and happy and have gratitude which I I, I know people like this and I'm like how do you do this mm-hmm. I, I'm jealous I feel like they have it all going on exactly what you said <laughs> yeah 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 totally <laughs> I um I also just real quick about the job stuff and I think you um touched on it a tiny bit but like for me, you know, I get a lot and I know it's not anyone trying to be mean or anything or say like, ah, you're just so lucky. Like you're so lucky that you're in this position. Number one, you don't really know my situation. You don't mm-hmm. really know my finances. You don't really know what I'm kind of like, what I struggle with. Mm-hmm. On the surface, it looks pretty nice. But whatever I have so far and the way that I live my life is done through choice, is through knowing what I want. And it's through really fucking hard work. Yeah. And it's through a lot of risk. It's through like sacrifice. You know, my marriage fell apart because of a lot of, a lot of, you know, my, my focus on the work I wanted to do and, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. you know, financially unstable for a long time. And, Mm -hmm. you know, so Mm -hmm. there's a lot that it takes whoever you are out there who's probably, you know, who's, who's gotten to a place, you know, it's, it's really, really it's a lot of sacrifice and a lot of hard work yeah. through planning and forward thinking and strategizing. And, yeah. And none of those things I'm good at. So that's why it's <laughs> taking me so long. I still have so far to go. Man. Yeah, I agree with you, though. So, I think it takes a lot of hard luck. work. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. There's no luck. <laughs> it's a good positioning. Yeah. Um, relationships, number three. 
um, to have awareness of your relationships, you know, um, when's the last time you called your, you know, the people you care about, you know, mm-hmm. not just text, but call. Mm-hmm. That's important to me, you know, to call my dad and say, how are you? What's going on? You know, um, can't do that with my mom anymore. She's gone 15 years. I wish I could. Mm-hmm. And I think I did at that when she was around your intimate partner. If you have one, you know, mm-hmm. like how much attention, what's the communication like? your children do you have a child or multiple children you know that's important you know how is your parenting going look at that and there's things to look at you know friends family connections um those are important to me how i like the effect i have on people right how you you leave people Mm -hmm. yeah you know and I, i i was really struck by um there's two two parts to this there's a quote i can't remember who who it was but i feel like um it's like uh, the effect you have on others is the most valuable currency mm. there is. Yeah. And I think it's true. Yeah. I went to a memorial for somebody, a friend, and um, nobody talked about anything other than how that person made them feel, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so what do you kind of like with the people you care about, number three, relationships, what are you leaving behind? How do you make these like what kind of mark are you leaving as far as feeling goes Mm -hmm. you know what I mean yes yeah that that means a lot to me yeah it means a lot to me so like just paying attention to that number four I think is important in some capacity your your uh, service Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. service is pretty massive you know being of service somehow helping others whether you donate money Mm -hmm. you've got that kind of ability to donate a lot of money or maybe just a dollar here and there, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. giving your time yeah. or um, listening, you know, <laughs> just kind of listening to somebody. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty, pretty potent. Right. And it doesn't, right. I think that, you know, for me, I, I think some people today, time is you know some of the most valuable currency out there. Right. So mm-hmm. actually dedicating time to, you know, listen or hold space for someone, uh, you know, I think the world needs that probably more than ever. And I I agree. I think that, you know, the Mm -hmm. more you can give back and it doesn't have to be financially, um, the better. Makes you feel good too. Makes you feel good too. It really does. It's almost like if you want to feel good, do that. (laughs) It can be kind of self-serving if 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 that's what it takes. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Honestly, you don't do it to get it back. Mm-mm. everything circulate or circles back to you somehow. Yeah. There's maybe not through the same line or the same chain, but you give in some capacity, it circles back. Yeah. Always. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Always. That's like, it just is this generation of, of giving, of giving and receiving. So again, don't do it just to get something in return, but guaranteed something's going to come around, come your way. Yeah. <laughs> um, five is this all okay so far yeah real good yeah absolutely i love it i love it number five i i feel like it's important to me to um constantly look at and assess like the things that i'm passionate about and make sure that i'm making time and prioritizing those things in my day you know Mm -hmm. so um even if it's just you know walking walking a dog or you know things that you care about things that make you happy Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know what are they Mm-hmm. travel crafts mm-hmm. reading um i don't know cooking a really beautiful meal <laughs> you know yeah. exercising um whatever it whatever it is and again this is very specific and i love exercise as i have put up at number one mm-hmm. so some kind of exercise some kind of sport i love tennis like these are non-negotiable things for me That's these right. things make me happy they bring so much joy like and yeah. forget about the health that it provides Right. This it just makes me happy, and I'm gonna never compromise that. Yeah, it's like not. It's a non. Ever. It's a non-negotiable. I think that that was one of the key reasons why I decided that I needed my career specifically to shift because I mm-hmm. knew that there were certain things that were missing that were non-negotiables for me. You know, one of right. them was you know, the ability to kind of still feel free while working at the same time, you know, and, and mm-hmm. the other thing was making sure I'm having a positive influence and effect on people. And I'm, I'm mm-hmm. able to kind of network and, and work with people. So something like much more hands-on, much more like I'm yeah. connecting with this person. 
Um, and I also, I felt like my days were so cramped and crowded that I didn't have the opportunity to write, you know, and I, I, in the last two years or so have really enjoyed sitting down and when the timing is right, which who knows, you know, someone who does write on a regular basis, you have no idea when it's going to happen. You can wake up in the morning and all of a sudden need to rush to your computer or it could be like as you're falling asleep at night or in the Uh middle of the day. And I just, I needed that space. Um, Uh So I think that one's a really important one because as much change as there has been for me, um, I, I don't feel, I don't think I've ever been really felt happier. And I mean, I have days still where it's kind of like, whoa, what is happening? But overall, I know that I'm headed in a a better trajectory, like personally for myself, like you're saying, these are so personalized. But when Mm -hmm. I take a look at that being one of my kind of like pillars, I personally know that I'm, I'm allowing space for for me, which I think is one of the key things that we somehow all have to find time to do. That's really hard, right? Like I'm not a mom, mm-hmm. I'm not married. So I ha- I do have a lot more time. I, I recognize mm-hmm. that for someone who is raising children and, and potentially, you know, married, working job, whatever, it's probably harder for them to carve out that space. But yeah. I think that that's why we're here. <laughs> you know, like I think that yeah. that's part of why we're here is to carve out that space of whatever it is that we uniquely bring to the world. Um, you have to. Yeah. And there's plenty of time. You can do it. You can yeah. do it. You just have to make it a priority. It has to be a priority. And, you know, what good are you to your kids if you're not taking care of yourself and doing the things you love? Mm-hmm. It's to be an example of some sort, right? I think it's like it's, it's great to give everything to your kids yeah everything and all of your time but when you're when it's all said and done they are leaving at some point yeah then what are you left with Mm -hmm. i think the connection's much deeper when you allow yourself the ability time and space for yourself it's almost kind of like you can again that back to like meditation and yoga when you move you can sit Uh longer with the person that you need to hold the space for right even if it's Uh yourself um Uh that's definitely one of the things that i that i've I personally have learned kind of following and, and really um, agreeing with and, and, and resonating with what it is that you were saying and you've been saying with regards to these kind of optimal living things that you follow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and, and again, I keep going back to the, you know, a lot of these things take seeing, noticing, and, and, and awareness, um, being mindful about and, you know, the practice of yoga, you know, before the practice of yoga, a lot of, a lot of things, sort of like ignorance is bliss, you know, you're just kind of cruising through life and it's like, it's all good, you right. know, but then when you start to practice yoga, I think you really start to practice yoga and understand and you start to sit with yourself and your mind and your thoughts and, and you are prompted to think about things like this. It's like, oh man, I'm, I actually don't really want to do that anymore (laughs) or I really do want to do this Mm -hmm. or I want to make this shift. I care. Mm -hmm. I I really want to like, you know, so it's like, you know, be careful what you, (laughs) if you you have never done yoga and you don't want any change (laughs) and you want to keep status quo, don't, don't go (laughs) because it will, it'll ask ask this of you some of my and students then open up <laughs> that's yeah. right some of my students have been like I've actually had a student or two ask me I'm afraid to take teacher training because I heard that it basically like destroys your whole life <laughs> like, you it, yeah yeah it kind of burns it, burn, it kind of burns away some of the things that you're you're like nope can't do that anymore nope and unfortunately <laughs> or fortunately you know it, it can wreck and ruin relationships mm-hmm it's a big one. You yeah. know, it really, it, it, I've seen it, heard it, you know, someone takes the teacher training and they end it and they're like, mm, I think I want a divorce. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> to- right. I know. I definitely. And I, I think that it just, uh, you know, there's, there's two sides to every coin. You know, I, I think it's all on yeah. how you perceive it and how you view it, but um, it's certainly enlightening. That's for sure. And I would recommend yeah. it to anybody, but <laughs> I sure. do think that there's, you have to be willing to stay open to the twists and turns that I think this practice can really bring into your life. 
Yeah, yeah, because if we start, you know, if we're talking about these non-negotiable priority things, mm-hmm. and if that's not being provided or, you know, given to you in your relationship, then you're going to start to really look at the relationship and go, mm-hmm. you know what, I can't, this is a non-negotiable for me. Right. You know, exactly. So anyway, that's a longer. There's a podcast. A whole other podcast. (laughs) Yeah. So there you go. There's your net. Whenever you. Okay. So that was five. Yep. Just kind of like pay attention to what you care about, Mm -hmm. and then um, number six is uh, continuing education or continued continued growth or you know evolving. Mm -hmm. You know how how do you what's the evolution of of you? What does it look like? What is it? mean like for does it workshops you know, like what books do you have around you you're reading or maybe it's documentaries maybe uh some open discussions with people you know you mm-hmm. care about and just anything that kind of keeps you I mean, in a sort of elevated inspired state mm-hmm. i think is helpful there's just so much information out there right it's right. incredible how much and you can get it in every way you can get it in conversation you can get it in google you know, you can get it on your Netflix. It's um, it's everywhere, and so uh, that's something I pay attention to daily. Whether I'm watching, you know, there are different things that inspire me. You know, so whether it's on YouTube or I'm mm-hmm. reading quotes on Google or you know the different books I might have around. So mm-hmm. for me, that I care about that, and and also if I'm continuing to teach, right. I want to be able to have new, new insights, new yeah. language to use, new teachings, you know, to share. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So not only just for myself, but in order to share more with the people that, um, you know, come to my classes or that I work with in whatever capacity. So, so those are the six, you know, yeah. and again, those can all be broken down in much, you know, unpacked mm-hmm. in much more specific ways. But just generally speaking, having some sense of maybe someone if they're listening, you know, they can have their own set of principles or virtues or truths, the things that they care about and just have them nearby and have them on their mind. Like mm-hmm. it's going to, and then, and then when you do something that's out of that alignment, it'll, you'll feel it. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Yeah. I don't want to eat that. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't feel good. Right. You know, I don't want to go out there tonight or I don't want to do that or I want to go do this. This feels really good. So, mm-hmm. So those, so that's it, and I find it to be really helpful, you know. Just having those kind of, it's set like of checks values. and balances. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's like checks and balances, and I can really feel when things are a little bit out of whack, and mm-hmm. I can look back and go, "Oh, right, yeah, you know what? Things are not good with my my girl right now. Mm-hmm. I, I think it, re- it requires some attention, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. communication. Let's talk it through. What's going on? You know, or, right, right. So huh, I love know, it. So, yeah, so I think that's I think it's helpful. Yeah, thanks for I, I and thanks for allowing me to share that. Oh, I'm so glad you did. I wanted you to absolutely, absolutely. So we have a couple more minutes left, but I wanted to ask you, right? So you're the first lucky one, right? So every time I do this podcast now, I'm going to ask three questions. Oh, great! <laughs> yeah, okay. and the first question mm-hmm. is, um, tell me who your teachers are. Well, so like. It's, it might sound cheesy, but you know, my son. I knew being you were going to say it. I knew you were yeah. going to say Miles. <laughs> yeah, and it's like don't don't give me too much space here because I'll just blubber and blabber <laughs> about you know cry and everything. But like, it's really been um, an incredible experience being being a dad, you mm-hmm. know, and especially to to like this kid who I think came pretty pretty well wired and um, well adjusted and has lived. You know, if you believe in living many lives, he's been around and um, I've learned a lot from him mm. and I've learned a lot from like communicating with him and never being like, never being the adult, the one that's right. I've always listened to him, what his perspective is, and especially now that he's a teenager, you know, so I've, he's for sure one of my teachers. Yeah. Absolutely. I, knew I mean that. Say, I know, just, I know. Not, you not, not just to get good ratings. <laughs> I know. No, I knew. Like, oh, he's a sensitive dad. <laughs> I, I know. Him. I know from being around you, I can attest that you genuinely, You, I know you genuinely mean that about him. I've yeah, heard you talk yeah. about him and yeah, absolutely. He taught me some good lessons. <laughs> and um, as like a teacher, you know, as teaching yoga and um, all the things that I share in the world and whatever venue or capacity it's it's the 
you know, having done it long enough, it's the constant conversations with students mm-hmm. and trainees that have done a zillion, you know, Broga certifications yeah. or teacher trainings. And it's through listening, having conversations with people, getting feedback. You know, how did that make you feel? What, you know, what was going on there? You know, just really having good, open conversations with students and trainees, but also watching in class, mm. watching how people um, move their bodies. So like a lot of cueing has come from and modifications and, you know, alignment has come from watching every single body type that has come through my mm-hmm. the doors and mm-hmm. onto the mat. I pay attention to it all. Yeah. And I'll ask, you know, if I notice something kind of unique, I'll ask after class, hey, what's going on there? That was, that, that was a really cool way that you kind of placed your knee or lifted your arm or whatever. And they're like, oh, yeah, I've got this like this shoulder injury from years ago. And it just helps me to kind of still stay in the pose, but it's how I've adapted. I'm like, oh, so cool. Right. Like, boom, thank you very much, you know? So <laughs> I think I've learned a lot through through uh, just through the thousands and thousands of people I've come come into contact with. So thank you, all of you. <laughs> and, you know, a teacher of mine goes to Kira, Kira Sloan, who did I did my teacher training with, the 200-hour, and I learned a lot. And, um, you know, she's the one who also encourages me through yoga anytime. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then just, you know, just everyone I come into contact with through listening and paying attention in life, you know, and never being so fucking right about life, you know, Mm -hmm. having an open mind. Mm -hmm. I think if you're in that, in that mindset, you're going to learn so much and everything's a teacher, you know? Yeah. Lessons, man, the rough things are lessons and teachers. So I think (laughs) not again, not to sound all like trying to say the right thing, because it's like mostly about yoga, but like, honestly, it really is about just like having an open mind and um, listening and watching and paying attention to any and everyone you come come into contact with. Mm -hmm. Agreed. What's your favorite food? So I've got, um, man. So the first thing that comes to mind is lasagna. Mm. It's, um, you know, missing my mom a lot. Um, You know, growing up, she cooked, with extra butter, extra cream, extra fat, extra Crisco oil, the whole thing. I don't know how I came out of it alive, <laughs> but she cooked a lot of comfort food and um, lasagna is and will always be that one that just like sits with me in the most like mm, positive way. But I also love any kind of burrito. Oh, yeah. And um, I'm also just like a total health food not, I love anything with wheatgrass and, mm-hmm. you know, kale. And, you know, I started doing the whole juice thing back in the early, early, like the 89, 90. And so um, I'm a big fan of fresh, fresh, mm. fresh, fresh, healthy food. But I, that's what's cool is like, I'm not just that guy who like goes somewhere and can only eat fresh, fresh, fresh freaking mm-hmm. kale and wheatgrass. No. You got a lasagna on the table? Yeah. I'm going. Yeah. I'm in. <laughs> you know what i mean like so balance you'll it is a balance it is a balance and then last but not least where um when you need inspiration where do you go like what what's the first go-to i I think i know the answer to this one too but i'm gonna ask anyway well there there are um there are two quotes Mm -hmm. that if, if we have time one of them is this um so i'm a big fan of like number one alan watts and emma children and um you know I love and have loved and adored Wayne Dyer in the yeah. way that he sort of talks a lot about the Tao Te Ching with, mm-hmm. you know, the Lao Tzu and he really puts it into plain language. And, um, I just love his stories and I think I've learned a lot and have been inspired, um, through, through his stuff. But there's two quotes. One quote, I think I apply to my life on a daily, it's just automatic. I probably don't even think about it. I know I don't think about it anymore, but it's by Viktor Frankl. Mm-hmm. And the quote goes, between stimulus and response, mm. there is a space. In that space, there is, a, right, in that space is our power to choose our response. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in our response lies our growth and our freedom. You know, so we're stimulated however many times a day, whether it's in your car, whether it's in your relationship, and you have the choice, mm-hmm. you know, to sit back and take a pause 
mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. take a pause and figure out what's a, what's a, what's a, what's a good healthy way to approach this, you know, mm-hmm. you know, rather than adding fuel to the fire. Right. Exactly. Taking that pause. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I'm a big fan of this woman and her poetry. Um, her name's Dana Falls and this one's called walk slowly. It's pretty short. If you don't mind me reading, Mm-mm. I actually pulled it up just now. Mm-hmm. It only takes a reminder to breathe. A moment to be still, and just like that, something in me settles, softens, and makes space for imperfection. The harsh voice of judgment drops to a whisper, and I remember again that life isn't a relay race, and that we will all cross the finish line, that waking up to life is what we were born for. As many times as I forget and catch myself charging forward without even knowing where I'm going, that many times I can make the choice to stop to breathe and be and walk slowly into the mystery. So it's just good. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and it's, it's, you know what it is, is they both speak to pausing, Mm -hmm. pausing, whether it's in a strenuous scenario or pausing just to take it all in Mm -hmm. and just to look around you and go, what the fuck? This (laughs) is insane. And it's amazing. (laughs) And you can put a positive spin on it anything right you know really it's how you look at it it's the choices you make and um i speak that because it's it's how i live my mm-hmm. my days and um you know i live pretty stress-free and healthy and gonna be 50 next year and uh i feel great and um life is good but yeah. it doesn't mean that i don't have shit that i have to deal with and <laughs> shit's hard but you know yeah. you have choices on how you approach it and view it and all of it. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. I love talking to you. I think you're awesome and I totally Uh, appreciate who you are and just all of it. I really, really do. And I, uh, appreciate you having me taking the time, you know, asking me to do this. Yeah. Um, and I appreciate our friendship. So thank you so much for, for everything that you do out there. Absolutely. I'll catch up with you really soon. Rob, tell Larissa I said, hello, please. I will. I will. Thank you so much, Lauren. (laughs) All right. Have a good day, Rob. Talk to you soon. You too. All right. Bye-bye.